Well, good evening, Covenant Church family. Merry Christmas. And a warm welcome to the many guests that we have here this evening. Well, I'm going to do something a bit unorthodox to start off the message, so don't be alarmed. I wrote a narrative uh, in collaboration with my daughter, Allie, to give her some credit, and I want to read it to you. It's a narrative, it's a story of Jesus' birth, but from the perspective of the heralding angel. And I want you to receive this, so I want you guys to focus, and if you've got a phone, make sure it's on silent, put away all distractions, and if you want to, you can even close your eyes and receive this reading. I am one of the heavenly angels serving the Most High. Nothing special or extraordinary about my being. And yet, for reasons unknown to me, the Most High has given me an important assignment. Ages have passed since I was set apart for this purpose, and it seems that time has all but ended since my task was given. And the last time the Most High spoke to his precious creation, Hundreds of years have come and gone with not a single word. And as I peer into the Most High special creation, I shudder as I always do in horror of what I see. Looking upon it always brings this same reaction, causing me to look away quickly. But even from a glance, I am seared by the darkness that has enfolded the earth. No light. Violence without thought, bloodshed, nations raging against each other, men and women living only for themselves, hands always outstretched in grasping greed, mindlessly trampling over one another in their search for power, chasing every fleeting pleasure, disease, sickness, and misery everywhere. And were it not for the Most High's intervention, His restraining hand, they would have torn each other apart long ago, and yet he is gracious to continue to sustain them, watering the earth with rain, granting seasons and harvest, providing, protecting, sustaining, keeping some semblance of order. But why? Why not let them be? Let them go their own way. My assignment, it felt like the task of the ages. I knew parts of it, but he left out much detail. And he assured me what I would say would come at the very moment when needed. But I still wondered, what would I speak to his special creation? I only knew one word of it, peace. The rest would be given. But peace, how powerful that one word, how much it is needed for his beloved creation. I could see the wisdom in it. I've had eons to ponder its purpose and power eons to wonder how would the Most High save and restore His dying creation. And then, the waiting comes to an end. Word is given that it will happen tonight. Finally, the mystery will unfold for me. Finally, I will hear the words I have been given to speak. Finally, I will appear before His special creation. And in a moment, I am there on a lonely stretching hillside, faintly illuminated by the moon and stars. Sharp and cool, the air sweeps through the grass, brushing it gently to and fro. And for a brief moment, I am perplexed. 
All I see are woolly creatures dotting the landscape, sheep everywhere. Where are the men and women? Where are the kings of the earth, the rulers and priests, all of the powerful men and women of creation? Something must be wrong. Is this what I have waited so long for? And then I see one. He is fast asleep. His clothes are filthy rags and that awful smell. But he awakens quickly and grabs his staff. And then I see the others, only a few more running to me. Who are these men? Where is their king? How could my message be for these? As they approach, I can see it in their pale faces. All the blood drained away and the hairs of their neck shooting straight up. Fear. And just before the men realize and turn around and run the other way, I catch them and the words tumble loudly from my being. The silence of the night is shattered and the trees and the hills shake wildly with the sound, trembling as they hear the words of their almighty creator. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. What? What were these words that I was saying? This was all about a baby? The long-awaited one was a baby? How could a baby bring peace? A baby would bring an end to the darkness and violence, selfishness and suffering? But before I could wonder at what I was saying much longer, I was surrounded by an army of angels. God had spoken through me. And when he speaks, we all worship, singing loudly, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. And there it is, that word peace. Long anticipated, long needed, long wanted. Do they hear what we are singing? This is indeed good news and great joy for the most high special creation a parched land in great need of a soothing rain. That word peace brings what is desperately needed. Do they hear what we are singing? And just like that, we are back home in heaven, but we keep on singing and praising God. I miss this joy of heaven, which was forgotten for a brief time while on my mission. And what of those words that I was saying? Would the Most High explain and tell us the mystery? Why a baby? And can those sleepy shepherds really be trusted with such an important message? What will happen next? And then he lets us see. There were those tattered and tired men again. They appeared more purposeful and awake this time. Their faces alive with joy from the message they had received. And animals again. And that awful smell. What a messy place. Straw, dirt, and waste everywhere crowded with animals containers of feed and various tools. And we saw them with another man and a woman huddled around a manger. But it wasn't just filled with straw. And then we saw him, our Lord, our King, all of creation's ruler, the one who made us all, the one who keeps us alive, the one who always existed, the one who brings us joy and fills us with praise for him. But he was wrapped in the flesh of his special creation. 
that blazing glory that we always makes us worship, obscured by humanity's flesh. Glory eclipsed like the bright sun behind dark clouds. We all looked in wonder and awe. The Almighty who could speak and create trillions of stars and planets, helpless. The one who knows everything, beginning and end, all wisdom, was babbling and cooing. The Most High who gives life to everything else, desperately nursing hungrily from his mother's breast. The infinite one contained, the Lord God himself, a helpless, humble, and poor baby. And I realize he is the one who will finally bring peace. Well, you can open your eyes. And if the person next to you still has their eyes closed, it means they're asleep, so you can give them a little nudge. <laughs> well, I wonder if that same angel were to look upon planet Earth right now in 2020, what would he see? And would he feel that what we desperately need so much is peace for our day? And I think we would all say, yes. Because our world is at conflict. There's chaos, there's instability, there's civil war. And even though in places there isn't open aggression, there is aggression, there's nation rising up against nation. Even within nations, there are people that are being oppressed by their government. And let's not forget that we're finished with year two and we're embarking on year three of a worldwide pandemic. We have lost loved ones and our lives have been turned upside down and it has created turmoil, it has created unrest in our hearts. And what about our nation? What do you think? We are as divided as we ever have been. We're divided politically, we're divided over things like masks or vaccines, mandates or lockdowns. Neighbor is rising up against neighbor. All you have to do is poke your head into a local school board meeting. You know, once this was a boring meeting that no one paid attention to, right? But now, police, they're standard fare. And why is that? Because there's violence, there's arrests, people are throwing things, people are shouting and yelling, and there's even death threats. And so the problem is not out there, it's right here in our very neighborhoods. But what about you personally? What about your own heart? You may have come in here tonight and your heart is not at peace, you have turmoil or unrest. And it may be because you're struggling with an issue, maybe an issue at work or something else, and it's causing anxiety or stress or anguish. Perhaps a relationship has gone sour. Maybe it's a health issue or a disease, a long-term disease. Or maybe you're just struggling with the loss of a dear loved one. And so it's very understandable. We need peace. We need peace personally. We need peace in our neighborhoods. We need peace in the world. You know, humanity has had thousands of years to figure this out, right? And guess what? I don't think the solution is going to come from us. It's not going to come from our government. It's not going to come from our universities, the nonprofits. It's not even going to come from the religions of this world. 
We have no hope for peace until we realize that we need to be at peace with the most important being in the entire universe, and that is God. We are not at peace with him. Our relationship with him, if we are not in Christ, is severed. It is broken. It's broken because we have committed crimes against our creator. We have broken his laws. And we do this every day in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, in the very motivations of our heart. But there is good news and there is great joy. The prophet Isaiah announced this 700 years before Jesus was born. He said this in chapter 9, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And yes, this means that a humble, poor, helpless baby born in obscurity. He's God's ultimate solution for peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the solution for restoring our broken relationship with our Creator. And this is no ordinary baby, though, because if you look at the Scripture, this is what Isaiah says about this baby. He calls him Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And this is the wonder, this is the awe of Christmas, and this is the mystery that the almighty, all-powerful God, the infinite God, the one who exists without anything else, is found in a manger in the form of a helpless, dependent baby. And the more you think about it, our tiny brains explode. God himself was in the manger. He put on flesh and he came to dwell with us. He came to be with us so that we may have peace. And how does God in a manger bring peace? Well, when we ponder this mystery of the incarnation, we have to hold two things together. We have to hold the cradle and the cross together. The cradle and the cross, they're inseparably connected. Baby Jesus, he was born to lay down his life. This was the plan of the ages. Listen to Isaiah again in chapter 53. This is what he says, but he was wounded and bruised for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was lashed and we were healed. The only one in the entire universe who knew perfect peace, everlasting peace, he set it aside and he subjected himself to what? To ridicule, to beatings, to bruisings, to abandonment, grief and loss, betrayal, and even death. And why? The scripture says it right there, that we might have peace. And so you see, Jesus gave up all peace so that we could finally have it. He does this, the scripture says, by being wounded and bruised for our sins. Jesus paid the penalty for our crimes against our creator. He did that on the cross. In doing so, he reconciles 
us to God, and we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And if you're here tonight and you're thinking to yourself, maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another way. I want to appeal to your reason. I want to appeal to your logic and follow me in this. You've seen that God has said 700 years beforehand that Jesus would come and that he would die. This was God's plan. Okay? Now, if there was another way, all that Christ went through, the beatings, the bruisings, the crucifixion, wouldn't that just be a waste? Wouldn't that just be the cruelest joke on the Son of God if there was another way to be reconciled with God? Jesus said it this way, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he is the one who reconciles us with our Heavenly Father. And here's the good news. Here is the great joy. The prophet Isaiah said this, for to us a son is given like a gift. I don't know about you guys. I don't have to earn my Christmas gifts, right? We don't earn salvation. We don't earn Jesus. It's not something we deserve. It is a gift that we simply receive by faith trusting in Christ, who he is, and what he has done for us. And once you embrace what Jesus has done for you, you're going to be restored in your relationship with God, and it's going to have a profound impact on you, but also the way you treat other people. Because someone who has been given grace, ultimate grace, they didn't deserve it, they're going to give grace. Someone who has been given peace and has been reconciled with Almighty God, they're going to be peacemakers. Not perfectly, but they have a new motivation. And someone who has been forgiven everything is going to forgive. Well, in 2018, in Dallas, some of you guys know this story. Amber Geiger, a Dallas police officer, she was headed home. She was going up to her apartment, what she thought was her apartment. And she, opened, she saw the door open. She saw the door jar, ajar. So she drew her weapon and went inside. And what did she see? She saw a black man, Botham Jean, an accountant. And she shot and she killed him. Amber Geiger was not in her apartment. She was in Botham's apartment. And she would be tried for murder. She would be convicted of murder. And here's the interesting thing. Botham's brother, Brant, was given the opportunity to speak to the killer of his brother. And I want you guys to watch and to listen and even to feel what he said to her. Peace is spreading everywhere where Christ is received. That that kind of amazing, beautiful, otherworldly peacemaking and forgiveness, it's not possible except for the fact that Brant himself, he was at peace with God because his sins were forgiven in Christ. And that is what we celebrate tonight, that peace 
has finally come. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Christ our Savior is born. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, glory to God in the highest. Lord, we praise you that peace is finally here. It comes in the person of Jesus. Lord, we can't make this peace ourselves, but we're fully dependent upon you. And we thank you, Lord, for the gift of Jesus shedding his blood, dying on the cross so that we could have life, so that we could have finally peace with you, so that we could have peace with one another. And tonight, Lord, we worship you. Almighty God, fully God, fully human, born in a manger. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.